Hello and welcome to Trumpcast. I'm Virginia Heffernan. Today we're talking about a major player in the worldwide crime spree that goes by the name of the Republican Party. It's Sheldon Adelson, casino scion in the tradition of murder ink Bugsy Siegel, but in plain sight and with 35 billion smackaroos. Adelson is an ally to Benjamin Netanyahu and a sworn foe of the Palestinians. And of course, he's also a major donor to Donald Trump. Justin Elliott at ProPublica has a big piece out on Adelson and how he's used Trump to expand his empire and advance his ideology. This is one of those eye-popping stories that ProPublica has been doggedly telling, and Justin is among the best at getting the stories that would horrify and infuriate us to apoplexy if we weren't already apoplectic from everything else. It's going to be a great show, but ha! This is just a teaser of today's episode. We've made about every fourth episode of Trumpcast exclusive to Slate Plus listeners. So to get every show in full and you know you want them, sign up for Slate Plus at slate.com slash Trumpcast Plus. Justin is a reporter with ProPublica, and his latest piece is titled Trump's Patron-in-Chief, Sheldon Adelson. He's joining me in the Slate studio today. Welcome, Justin. Thanks for having me. Okay, tell us about Sheldon Adelson and why we should care about him. Sure. So one of the fascinating things about Sheldon Adelson is, you know, he's 85 and worth $35 billion, mm. but he's still spending his time trying to expand his casino empire. Mm. And so one of the things I zeroed in on was Japan. Mm-hmm. Japan has just legalized casinos for the first time. There are no casinos in Japan. And it's this huge untapped market. It's a densely populated, wealthy country. Mm -hmm. Uh, People say there's sort of a culture of gambling there. There's a a, a game that gets played called pachinko. There are these Mm -hmm. pachinko parlors everywhere in Japan. It's sort of like pinball, I'm told. And Adelson has been trying to build a casino there for many years. So... Right after Trump was elected, the Japanese legislature pushed through legislation that finally opened the door to casinos being built in the country. Mm -hmm. But they're only going to be issuing a limited number of licenses to build. There's only going to be three initially. Mm -hmm. So you now have this horse race among all these big casino companies, including Adelson's, to try to get one of these licenses to enter what's going to be a huge multi-billion dollar market. Mm -hmm. You open with this meeting or this kind of collision between Shinzo Abe, the prime minister of Japan, and um, Adelson. Why was that significant? Sure. So, yeah, I I spent a bunch of time uh, sort of reconstructing what happened uh, over a course of a few days back in February 2017. So this was Mm -hmm. right after Trump got elected. He Mm -hmm. hadn't been president for even a month yet when Mm -hmm. this happened. So Sheldon Adelson came to Washington and had dinner at the White House with uh, President Trump and uh, Jared Kushner reportedly, and I believe the Secretary of State Tillerson at the time. We don't really know what was said at that dinner, but I mean, I think that in of itself is a pretty interesting example of the access that this private citizen is getting. Mm -hmm. At the same time, Prime Minister Abe of Japan flies into Washington for his first meeting with Trump. Right. Uh, So Adelson has this dinner with Trump at the White House the next morning, Adelson actually attends a, a, a breakfast with Abe where I'm told this, the casino issue in Japan comes up. And then Abe goes to Mar-a-Lago with Trump. Yeah. And it was at Mar-a-Lago where, according to people I talked to and also according to a Japanese newspaper, 
Trump actually raised Adelson's company, Las Vegas Sands, to Abe uh, regarding this casino issue. One of the people that described it to me said that the Japanese side was surprised that Trump had sort of brought this up out of the blue and it seemed brazen to them. And uh, there's some conflicting reports about whether Trump raised another company. He might have mentioned MGM as well or uh, Wynn Resorts, uh, which is the company at the time um, owned by Steve Wynn, uh, who was, of course, another longtime Trump friend and and the, I believe he was the finance chair of the Republican National Committee. Right. Um, Brought down in a Me Too tragedy. He's no longer longer the CEO of Wynn Resorts. He actually, I believe, was bought out of the company entirely. He's gone where Me Too casualties go. Um, Right. So, So, you know, this was Trump raising the the company of a major donor to a foreign head of state. Now, I should say that, you know, I asked everyone involved about this. The White House declined to comment. Prime Minister Abe was actually asked about this in the Japanese legislature. This has actually become a political issue in Japan. Hmm. And he denied that Trump had passed along any requests from casino companies, but he didn't deny that this issue had come up in general. I'm not surprised that that Prime Minister Abe is talking about it. Of course, I'm surprised that we in the media here and and Trump himself aren't talking about it. If we weren't overcome by events squared, it's one of these let that sink in things. This would be so incredibly shocking in other times. I, I think one of the other things more generally that's sort of hiding in plain sight is just the amount of access that Adelson, who, again, is a, just a private citizen, he's a huge donor, but he's a private citizen, is getting to Trump. And obviously, you know, if you look at Democratic administrations, donors get access. You know, Adelson talks to Trump on the phone regularly. The New York Times put it at once a month. Um, I counted all the times he'd visited Trump or the White House since the election, and it's at least six. You know, he was in the front row of the uh, U.S. embassy opening in Jerusalem, you know, next to all these heads of state and and cabinet officials. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I talked to uh, a guy, a sort of campaign finance watchdog guy who's been doing this for decades and said he's never seen anything like this. This this level of access is is really – it really seems qualitatively different than, you know, something like somebody like a Soros would have gotten under Obama or whoever Bush's donors were. So that was a preview of the show. To listen to the rest of the episode, oh, it's so tantalizing. Sign up for Slate Plus at slate.com slash Trumpcast Plus. Mm-hmm.